So um, my, my talk tonight, each of us are going to deal with something different. I'm going to be talking about the role of technology and devices in raising our teens. I did some informal polling of parents that I knew, and this was the number one thing that they wanted us to talk about at this. So um, if you can go to the next slide. There's a great book that uh, I read in preparation for this called The TechWise Family by Andy Crouch. Um, it'll challenge you, and you won't agree with all of it, but it's worth the read if you are looking for a resource. This is uh, from the Barna Research Group. So if you've heard of Barna, they do a lot of polling, and this is some data. So do you believe, do parents today believe it's more complicated to parent than it was when they were kids? You can see most people either agree or strongly agree. And the number one reason why they think it's harder over there, the big 65 bubble, is technology and social media. So that's the number one reason that parents, if you ask them today, would say, what is harder about being a parent? Now, I don't know if you can read these little ones at the bottom here, but uh, here's some things that we're concerned about. And I was going to do like a show of hands for each one. And I think, like count how many this is for you, because I think we'd have our hands up the whole time. Balancing physical activity with online activity was the number one concern. Limiting children's time and use. Filtering content. Um, I'm afraid they're going to be exposed by things that their friends are looking at. Uh, I'm worried how we're going to find family time. And it just goes on and on, monitoring their social media, access to pornography, keeping up to date with the current technology, right? You could have raised your hands probably for all those things. Those are all concerns. And so here's what happens, I think, for us. Um, just so you know, uh, I have three teenagers as of tomorrow. So my 12-year-old daughter's uh, turning 13 tomorrow. So I have a junior and a freshman boys, and I have her and another little one at the bottom of that uh, rotation. Um, but I feel like we're surrounded by an avalanche of devices and technology and issues surrounding them. And it's just, for me, it just makes me feel a little bit powerless. And it makes me feel like I don't, I don't know what to do. So honestly, I just kind of react. I kind of, uh, I, I don't have like a set plan or a real good uh, program or anything, but I just like, when I feel it, I do something about it. Are, are you like that at all? Like there's times when I'm just like, you know what? You've all been on your devices for too long right? This is what they tell you as parents. You're supposed to be inconsistent and unpredictable, right? Isn't that what they tell you as parents? So I just freak out on them. Turn off your... I'm moving this over here because let's be honest, the middle of the room is here. Um, Turn off your devices. You know, we're going outside. Or there's like the time when I'm like, all right, everybody put their devices away. We're going to do something as a family. And I'm like, all right, let's get our devices out. And we're going (laughs) to... We're going to play a game together. You know, it's like I can't even think of anything to do that doesn't involve our devices. And, uh, you know, there's been a little bit of debate in our, in our house even like um, how come the, the guys can have a football game on for seven or eight hours, you know, multiple football games. And yet I can walk into the girls' room and be like, you got to stop watching TV. You've been in here for 30 minutes. They're like, I don't know, it's not very fair or consistent. So my problem as I was reading this book, actually, because I thought, I've got good stuff to share. I've been working with teenagers for 20 years. I have my own teenagers. And I started reading this book, and I was like, man, I'm a mess as a parent. I really have no idea. And, and what I realized is that I don't have a plan. And so if you go to the next slide, I started to ask myself this question. Who's making the rules in my house? Like, who's in charge? And I think that the iPhones and the iPads and the TVs and the Xboxes and the PlayStation 4s and all the other ones that I missed— If I'm not careful, they're running the show. In fact, I would argue that if we're not intentional about them not running the show, they'll take over. And so um, you and I as parents have a responsibility to have some sort of a coherent plan, which would require us thinking about it and implementing it, which sounds like a lot of work, doesn't it? 
I mean, how many of you as parents, let's be honest, could you raise your hand that you feel overwhelmed already with the amount of stuff in your life? Right? So, you know, just dealing with the everyday, dealing with the, you raised all four limbs, that was good. Getting them out the door in the morning is hard enough, right? Coming home with homework and soccer and lacrosse and basketball and volleyball and cheerleading and gymnastics and swimming and art and Right? And that's just when they were like four. And now they're teenagers, and you've added, you know, girlfriends and boyfriends. So it's difficult. So I want to I throw some stuff at you. I'm going to kind of poke the bear tonight, right? I'm going to make you upset, and I'm going to make you feel like there's no way I can do all these things. And I'm going to do it on purpose, because I'm hoping that one thing that I say sticks. I think that would be really helpful. So just listen for what you're, the easiest thing that you could do. Um, so I think you need to start not by asking how do we control the devices? But we need to ask, what is the point of our family? So what are we doing at home in the time and space that we have with our kids? So throw, go ahead and throw up the next few things. I would, I would argue these are some important things. Developing, loving, and inspiring relationships. So think about, does technology get in the way of developing loving and inspiring relationships. And if it does, then it's not in its proper place in our family. Developing character and identity is, t- okay, same thing. Technology getting in the way? Growing to be what God has called them to be. Is this uh, getting in the way of their potential? Like, let me just throw something out there. One of the things I worry about my kids not having is the ability to overcome obstacles. Like, I, when I face an obstacle, I have an internal drive that I learned at some point in my life that not everything goes perfect in life or ever. And keep at it, overcome it, figure it out, fight through it. And you know what technology does? It solves everything instantly. Wait, wait, you're crying? Watch this. How many times have you done that in the car? Right? I've done that many, many times. And instead of them figuring that out, they have to work through it. You know, like I was talking to teenagers this week at youth group, and, and I know how to do a lot of mental math because, I don't know, calculators weren't invented then or something? I don't know. We weren't allowed to use them, right? I mean, you couldn't use a calculator on a test. Now my kids, I'm like, what's seven plus eight? And they're like, hold on. Thirteen. No, no. <laughs> Try again. Right? There's so much easy everywhere. Everything's easy that I wonder about whether developing character. Okay, so here's what I would suggest. Next slide. Good. Let's have a thoughtful plan. So let's just, what if we could take a little bit of time tonight and think about what we want our family to be about, right? We want to be about relationships. We want to be about character. We want to be about producing the kind of people, kind of adults that in a couple years they will be, and then we won't have as much input, right? So we have this window of opportunity to invest in them. How much is technology getting in the way? And here's a few things that are either from the book or from my life that I would like to suggest you at least think about. So first one is this. Do we take regular breaks from technology? What's good about regular breaks? Um, Here, can you put this next one up? All right, so how many family members bring phones or other devices to meals? So if you look at the first graphic, yes, always, or yes, sometimes, is a full almost 50%. So 50% of adults are bringing, no, 50% of families, someone has a device. And down here, it's at 45% of adults are the ones doing it. So how many devices are at your dinner table? Just, I'm just saying, like, if we're start thinking about taking a break, what if you tried to take a half hour off a day? This guy, the guy in this book recommends an hour a day, a day a week, a week a year. Yeah. I don't know. Just think about it. I don't, I don't know if I can do that or not. But I, one thing we do and have done in our family, and I credit my wife. That's my wife right there, Mandy. 
You want to wave so people know? There's like 10 girls right there. Could have been anybody. Um, you, you and Candace are basically dressed exactly the same too. So um, we, we make, we make mealtime as sacred as it possibly can be. So, and we have to fight it. Like I, I swear to you, this rule has been established since they were two years old. Every meal, they ask us if they can watch TV. Every meal. And then they get mad when I say no. And I'm like, this is not new news, right? That's like when they get mad because I ask them to put the milk away or anything. I ask them to do anything, right? So could you take a break? Like, here's, here's the reason breaks are good from technology and not just at mealtime. If you actually turn off all the devices, because there's, there's nudges. Have you ever gotten those phantom vibrations in your leg, right? You're like, oh, my phone. Oh my gosh, my phone's not in there, right? Or, or you, you pull out your phone because you get a notification, notification, notification. We're constantly being nudged towards technology. What if you turned it off? What would you do then? It's really interesting to take it 20 minutes, half an hour, an hour. Like, well, I guess we have to talk. Yeah. Or go outside. Like, what can we do? Some things that we've done is uh, go outside and chop some wood with my boys. Right? That feels so good. Like, me and Matea and Eden, my two daughters, we went and took pictures in nature. We just went for, and it was like, Maybe this idea will work. Maybe it won't. We spent two hours out there. It was freezing, but it was a great time. If you take breaks, it, it gives you a chance to breathe and remember what life was like 10 years ago or 20 years ago. Okay, so next one. Take some breaks. Car time is for conversation. Um, this is one that I read in the book. I'm going to tell you I don't do this, and I am thinking about making this a rule in our family. I haven't told Mandy yet. Car time, if this is my family, this would say car time is from the pit of hell. That's what it would say. I swear to you, as soon as the van door opens, as soon as the van door opens, all of my children grow little, uh, you know, horns out of their head. I hate you. That's what they do as soon as we open the van door. I hate it. I hate driving in the car. I have had all of my breakdowns as a parent where I've yelled have been in the car. And this guy in this book was telling me to talk. I would much rather say all of you put earbuds in and shut up. Right? We'll get there, and, and then we can get out, and we can pretend like we love each other. So if this right here tells you that about 40% of people would say that because of iPhones and devices, our conversation ability has been stunted. So what if during the car, and this is something my dad, who was sitting right there, he, just went out. he left. He's like, I enough of this guy. All right. My dad told me that one of the saddest things for him was when I got my license because he loved driving me around everywhere because it was the only time he could talk to me. Right? Because I was a busy kid. Do you know it takes seven minutes to get into an actual conversation with somebody? The first seven minutes are niceties, small talk. Am I right, psychologist? Okay, she's nodding. I was like, whew. All right. She's the smart one of the group, just so you guys know. Um, so you got you to invest a little bit of time. You know, you got to get past the, the one word. And now I can tell you from experience working with teenagers that they have a lot to say. They really do. They have a lot of deep thoughts. But you got to somehow get past the one-word answers because they don't even know what's in there sometimes. And side note, just a little clue, a lot of teenagers, especially if they're boys, like to talk when they're doing. And if you sit down and try to look them in the eye and have a good talk, that's maybe the worst thing you do. But if you go outside and shoot a basketball with them, when I meet with teenage boys, most of the time I do something with them. We shoot baskets, we go for a walk, we walk we, we're next to each other instead of facing each other. Okay, card times for conversation. Number three, go. How much time do I have? I feel like it's over. 
Oh my goodness. Okay. Eye contact, not device contact. All right. So this is a rule that I think married couples should work on too, right? But as you're talking to someone, we're having a conversation and I get a buzz. Yeah. Yeah. That's not conversation. Okay. What if you made that rule? Go on. Um, all right. I got to really move. But next slide too. Okay. I have three minutes left. So to bed before us, awake after us. This is a radical concept, but how many of your kids fall asleep with their device in their hands or next to their bed? And is that good? Just think about it. Is it good? Right? I mean, we're, we've already been told watching TV before bedtime is like the worst way to fall asleep. But what if you had some time? This is like a health concern. And also, you know what else it is? Do you know what gets more lax the later it gets is your inhibitions. And so... Isn't it interesting that like the time when we have the least amount of control over what our kids are looking at on their devices is the time when they have the least amount of self-control and they're laying in bed and it's dark and they probably think they're going to be having privacy, right? I mean, that may be the worst time for them to have devices, all right? And lastly, like there should be some protections. And you know what? I'm not going to go deep into this because there's going to be a Q&A. I have lots to say about that. Next slide. Okay. So don't just do it, talk about it. I had a conversation with 30 teenagers this week about this topic to get their take on it before I talked to you. And I said, what do you think devices is getting in the way of in your life? And this is what they said. And this was them. I didn't lead them at all. And they recognize it. They know that devices are in the way. And you know what else they told me? I said, what would you think if your parents made some parameters? And they said, we would actually really like that. In fact, it was your daughter who said that. Um, we would, we would, nope. I'm telling you, kids, and some kids might resist it, sure, right? But there's, there's a desire for some uh, guidance, you know? And you know what else we have to do? We have to live it, too. I got one minute. We have to live. Oh, I hit repeat. I have 15 minutes. Okay. <laughs> My bad. Uh, we have to live it, too. So if I make a rule that you can't have phones at the table, I can't be on my phone at the table, right? If I, if I make a rule that we're doing eye contact, not device contact, I can't get my phone out while my kid's talking to me. And it is, guys, it's hard. It's very difficult because I feel like well, this stuff's important. Like, I have a job, right? I mean, your stuff's just all social, but this is for work. But, I mean, really? What's more important? We only have a few more years. So I'll tell you a quick story. Um, one of my nieces was in this conversation, and she said that, I said, do, do you guys make any rules for yourselves? And she said, yeah, when me and my friends hang out, we have a no phone rule. And my jaw dropped. I was like, what? And a parent isn't enforcing it? And they, she said they stack their phones on top of each other. They make a little, just, I don't know, for fun, really high, turn them all off. And because the, they said if they hang out and try to talk, everyone's checking, posting, and they all hate it. Isn't that interesting? They all do it, but they all hate it about everyone else in the circle. So they put all their phones down. And I just want to tell you that story because you might be sitting here thinking teenagers do not want any parameters. And, and some teens might fight it, but I, I'm telling you that they want some guidance. Just like in every area of life, teenagers tell you they don't want boundaries, but they need them. And they will thank you for them. And so can, you, can we model that? Can we start to have the conversation? And I would bring, put that next line up. I would bring my kids into this conversation, and I plan to. What, what kind of plan should we have as a family? It is always good to involve your teens in conversations that involve them ending up with restrictions, right? Even just let them feel like they have a voice in it. So let's talk about it as a family. Let's have, and also, not, this is like the sex talk. Don't just do it once. 
It's got to be an ongoing conversation, right? So let's talk about technology. Let's talk about it. What do you see in your friends? What do you see in your life? Call me out. Dad, don't look at your phone while you're driving, right? How many of you parents look at your phone while you're driving but hope that when your kid turns 16, they don't? There's no way you can tell them that if you don't do it first. Things are caught better than they're taught, right? So there's some work that we have to do as parents too. I think some of the burden's on us. Okay, can we create some boundaries so that the devices don't run the show? That's the big question for me, and I'm done. Thanks.